You're listening to the Rough and Tumble Podcast. Five, four, three, two, one. We had breakfast not too long ago, and I feel like I have a lot of burps to get out. What about you, Bob? I kind of do too. This coffee's not helping. Yeah, and we drink coffee, so. I'm going to continue to drink it, though. You guys got to poop so hard in a minute. I feel like no poops. I just feel like burps. What do you feel I like, Bob? Last, the last podcast that we recorded, I was pooping half the time. Oh, really? Man, you yeah, should have awesome. said that. Like, right at the end. I'm going to mention it on this podcast. Okay, good. Because <laughs> guaranteed it'll happen again. Yeah. Uh, did you uh, did you get to watch the fights last night? I did. Yes. What was your opinion on it? Um, I thought that there was some some actually some really good fights. Um, the Wonder Boy fight was super good. Um, mm. in my opinion, it was vintage Wonder Boy, like old school, because like, because he was coming off of a knockout, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I um, think he got knocked out of his last fight. He did, and and again, I could be mistaken of whether or not it was the last fight or the fight before that. But dude, he lit that dude up. But here's the weirdest thing: we were watching it. So I, it was me, my son, uh, who lives here in Colorado Springs, and two of my buddies that I'm going through the course with, and then my son's girlfriend as well. And um, we were watching it. And the one thing we noticed was that uh, that Wonder Boy was being like super nice to um, oh, what's the guy's name he was okay. fighting? Luke, yeah. yeah, like he knocked him down like three times and mm-hmm. then didn't pounce, like let him get back up. And then there were a few times where he could have easily in the last round just completely knocked him out, like at least three or four different opportunities to completely just put him away. And he didn't. Yeah, there uh, were he like he had him like rocked against the fence and then just didn't really up. follow through. Like, yeah, stopped. Yeah, that was weird. And I, I think that speaks to him because uh, I know he comes from a karate background. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that speaks to to that culture that he came from, um, where he knew he was winning the fight, and he knew that he was dominantly winning the fight. Um, so I, I don't think he felt there was any reason to to do undue damage when he was already decisively winning. You know, he was like just why prolonged the brain damage? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Like mm-hmm. why why add insult to injury? Like you know, respect your opponent, do what's necessary to win the fight, but no need to do more than that you know here's my question is there was a moment in the third round uh with where luke very much looked like he was done fighting like yes he wasn't he wasn't in trouble he just you could tell from his posture from his face the way he looked he was just not he he wasn't in the fight anymore he was done and then the cut that happened with uh diaz so do you think that which one do you think should have been stopped should it have been the the brain damage or the cut well so i'm not a doctor and um and apparently it's neither is the guy who was working as the doctor in the fights last night um so i don't think that luke at any point was out of the fight um i think he was tired i think that he he was still intelligently defending himself um it wasn't like he was getting overwhelmed. And I think because Wonder Boy wasn't pouncing on him, that's the reason, obviously, it didn't get stopped. Um, but as far as the, the Diaz-Masvidal fight, um, I saw the pictures this morning of Diaz being stitched up. 
Mm-hmm. And that shit was fucking gnarly. Like, yeah. you can't, like, because my son, you know, he's, bless his heart, you know, he's a little 16-year-old kid, doesn't understand the fight game, but he does love mixed martial arts. He loves he loves the fight game. He doesn't understand the fight game, you know. And, of course, he's all Diaz, 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 because he's still kind of learning about um, the main characters in MMA. You know, he's, it's like whenever you get into, um nascar and all you talk about is del Earnhardt jr because you don't know that there's other badass drivers you know mm-hmm. um he's kind of in that stage of his development right now so he knows diaz he knows george st pierre he knows uh, you know the big names but he doesn't know who he, he knows who masvidal is but he doesn't understand like where masvidal comes from like what he, the, the type of streak that he's coming off of the just the incredible fighter that he is and so um you know, the whole way we're walking back to the car, you know, and, and he's like, man, they shouldn't have stopped that fight, man. He wasn't even, you know, he was just barely bleeding. I'm like, dude, look, that shit was like blasted open. Like his whole uh, right eye was on the verge of just hanging off, you know. I felt the same way. I mean, I agree with you. It, it looked pretty rough. I feel like I've seen worse, <laughs> honestly. Yeah, like, for sure. Um, It was bad and it was bleeding into his eye. So I get it. But... At the same time, it's it's Nate Diaz, dude. Like, agreed. You know, like I do agree that there's it's. I think it. I think it depends on who the doctor is. Like I told Johnny, it depends on. I mean, that's a judgment call, person to person. And it was. It wasn't for a title belt. It was for the baddest motherfucker. Yeah, and that's why there's belt. more controversy. Bad, baddest motherfucker belt. Yeah. That's that's big. Like it is. It's become. Dude. It's like. Conor McGregor came out of the wood, like came out of fucking nowhere, and decided he wants to fight for that belt. You know, like it's of that's Conor gonna McGregor be is new... gonna want to fight for whatever. Yeah, that is gonna be like the new thing. That's how they're gonna end up doing like uh, mixed weight classes and yes. stuff. They're gonna have heavyweights yeah. versus Henry. They're gonna have women against Henry Cejudo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for, um, the, for the baddest MFR. Whoa. They had the rock. So it, it's funny because it's almost like you're seeing the precursor to uh, this becoming the WWF, you know, because they had the rock bring out the belt, you and know, like fucking Kane Velasquez made his uh, WWE debut not too long ago. That's really yeah. irritating that. Yeah, it's really I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. There's, there's it's because of the money, like, like. We had Bryce on a couple of episodes ago, and, and and I haven't talked to Cole Miller about this actually. I just thought of it, um, but you know, we talked. I talked to Bryce a while back, and he made like fifty thousand dollars off of his last fight. Mm-hmm. And after everything was said and done, after he paid his management, after whoever, everybody that got a cut of his money, taxes, he only yeah. made like ten grand. Yeah, fifty thousand dollars got turned into ten grand real fucking fast. Mm-hmm. And so you look at that. You look at Cain Velasquez, who's like, well, one, I can't keep fucking fighting for the rest of my life. Like, at some point, you have to know when to get off that train, um, bodily injury-wise, at least brain damage-wise. You know, I think WWE wrestling or whatever's gonna still fuck your body up, but like brain damage-wise, at least you have that. And I don't know, two, your IQ might drop a couple points just by 100%, attending. One hundred percent. You know, <laughs> and uh, and then you guys start hanging out with like. low-class people like my family and stuff but like (laughs) um but the money the money like yeah because i think about this all the time like it's not like uh like for instance i'll use you as an example um 
So like I have five years and I can retire from the military. Well, six years and I can retire from the military, which means for the rest of my life, I will get a particular dollar amount for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Right? And I have medical insurance and you, for instance, right? So you run a business, you own a school, you have these things, but, but what, what are you going to do when you're 70? Yeah. I'm fucked. You, I have like none of 60? that. Huh? I have like none of that. I'm fucked. Right. You I know, have a, like, I have a Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to switch to a retirement Patreon. Next. Yeah. <laughs> Pay for Johnny's <laughs> retirement. But I think, you know, like guys like Cain Velasquez and, and um, all these guys, George St. Pierre, at a certain point, the UFC doesn't offer a pension plan, you know? And so these guys have got to do something mm-hmm. because the, the fighting age easily has to be, I mean, I think Randy Couture was one of the few that made it into his late 40s, early 50s or whatever, but that's almost unheard of. Like, you're pretty much done at, like, 38. There's then, there's work to do outside of that stuff, though, mm-hmm. where they can make money, too. Because, I mean, like... Um, like the WWF. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I remember... Well, there's also porn, so don't forget War Machine did that. Um, oh, that's true. He did. Look, look where he okay. ended up. Um, He's... Man, that what a waste of talent. He was uh he beat his wife too, didn't he? Like beat like three of his wives. Yeah. But like that was he's an attractive dude. You know, when I look yeah, at him, is. I was like, dude, that's that's an attractive dude. I would bang him. Um if it weren't. Roger Huerta whole. was a was a dreamy character as yeah, well. Yeah, he is. He is. Um, you know who I've always been uh oddly attracted to is Tyson Griffin. That fucking donk on him, dude. It's huge. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be he'd be two weight classes lower if he didn't have that ass. <laughs> that thing was massive. Um, <laughs> I just want to play flip cup on it. <laughs> um, uh, I told what were we even talking about? Shit, I got distracted about, uh, on all the hot MMA fighters that <laughs> I'm into. I wish it was from six to midnight. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Whether or not Diaz, which one should be, which would stop, Luque or uh, Diaz should have been stopped, and we were kind of talking about oh, that um, was the damage ago. it took. Yeah, Masvidal was winning that fight anyways. I don't give a fuck. Like everybody wants to talk about, oh, they stopped it too soon. They stopped it too soon. It didn't matter unless Diaz had got had found a dude, knockout I, or submission. No, you can't. You can't say that because the Diaz dude, they're notorious for the fourth and fifth round like it's a five round fight and Masvidal won those three rounds like like I said unless he was gonna be knocking out a, a badass submission or knocking him out cold mm-hmm. there was no chance Diaz was gonna win who was it he, he did that to like he was getting tired he did that to Pettis in his last fight wasn't it is that who he fought last Pettis I think so um yeah and he like yes yes it was yeah he just poured it on him and later in the in the fight and uh ended up Knocking him down after getting his ass beat for a while too, I think. If I remember correctly. I'm terrible at remembering fights, but I dude. just think Mazadal is just a, a different animal. Like that dude is the highlight reel they showed before the fight was all his backyard wrestling with Kimbo Slice. Yeah. Like or his backyard boxing. Like that dude's been punched in the face bare knuckles so many times. Like So is people who were so way bigger the than Diaz him. bros though. That's the whole I mean, that's the whole thing that makes it interesting. You know, it's like Yeah. You know that Diaz is going to pour it on. You know that Jorge can take it um, and give it right back. And you know that Diaz can take it. So it's just a matter who... And you know that, like, 
it's those those later rounds are always the Diaz rounds. And so, I'll agree. Uh, I the, mean, like, you can't count them out. The one, the the few times that I thought Diaz was losing credibility was when he would go to the ground and then signal for Masvidal to come down to the ground. It's like, what are you doing? Well, I was you're, actually you're, you're fighting for the baddest motherfucker on the planet belt, and you want to fucking wrestle and on the ground, you're a goddamn black belt, like. Everybody. Listen to this. I have no. I have a theory on this because this came up where he's falling back to his back and is pulling guard and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, where would you rather be? Would you rather have your back against the fence, stuck and not being able to back up or move anywhere, while somebody's firing fucking haymakers at your head while you're rocked, or would you rather fall to your back where it's harder for them to hit you and you have your legs in the way to protect yourself and your arms? So you're asking a great question, and you're but you're asking me what I would do in that situation. But I wasn't the one fighting for the quote unquote fast <laughs> yeah. motherfucker on the planet belt. But, you know, like I don't think that it was necessarily a bad there. decision to pull car, to pull guard at those moments, though. A, he was winning those those exchanges. B, uh, or some of them, he, there were a lot that yeah, uh, where he was was uh, winning. But you know, that's going to be where Diaz feels his advantages. Um, but it, he most often would fall to his butt and pull guard whenever he was hurt. Yeah. And then that's not that bad of an idea, man. Like it's not a bad idea in a normal UFC <laughs> fight, <laughs> but I wanted to see these two dudes like bang, like it was East coast versus West coast, mm-hmm. bad motherfucker, you know, like what did, oh. what did fucking common average ass fan of course you want to watch him bang oh what the fuck ever i'm a black belt <laughs> <laughs> of course I want to, well, let me bang bro let me bang um, that's the only fight in history that i've ever said let him bang like in all my all my years that's the only time i've ever wanted to actually see two dudes just banging out cause Dude, it's like i laughed hysterically whenever um jorge pretended like he was gonna throw that flying knee like that was <laughs> yeah. brilliant. <laughs> One of my favorite parts was whenever uh, Diaz kicked him in the stomach, and he pretended like he was his stomach was hurting. Yeah, yeah, and then hit like knocked him down or something right after that. Yeah. Yep. Um, those were good fights though. Uh, the what was the fight, Bob? That we were saying was just super boring. We didn't watch hardly any Derek of Derek Lewis fight. We we were paying attention to Derek Lewis fight because Derek Lewis is. We're Derek Lewis fans, I think. I'm a Derek Lewis fan as well. Yeah. And um, I I honestly don't know that I agree that he won that fight. I honestly don't. And I'm a Derek Lewis fan. Yeah. What he was – he got taken down three times – four times. No, three times. He got taken down three times. I, understandably, he was never, in his opinion, in danger of being submitted. But the dude put him in like two uh, Americanas that were pretty in you know pretty in depth. He had to defend to get out of them. Um, Both times so he, he did perfect times. defense to that. He did like the bridge and it's shoot an your shoot your arm you know, over like, the top. And then um, there wasn't a whole lot. He wasn't landing. He was counterpunching the whole time trying to knock him out. So there wasn't a whole lot of significant strikes landed. They were fairly close on significant strikes landed and stuff like that. I'm um, making a ton of noise over here. I'm sorry. But if you look at it from like the the rubric in which they were. Uh, judging the fight points wise, I didn't feel like he won. I felt like it very. It was a. Very, if he won, it was like 
Nat's ass, you know, but even then I didn't agree and I'm a Derek Lewis fan. Yeah, I don't know. I think uh I think he did a lot of damage. He did he definitely got, he got a lot more significant. Times, like a judo. Yeah. Bro. Um But man, he he still it, the funny stat to me was that he threw 37 strikes and every single one of them was a significant strike. Yeah. I know. That's what I'm saying. Like he was definitely trying to knock the dude out. Like that's hilarious. Well, that's what I mean. That's what he. That's what he do. That's his thing. I agree. Mm-hmm. And so I'm a Derek Lewis fan, and he's also from Louisiana. So you know we're practically brothers. Everybody right. knows that. You have to be. Bob, what which fight was it that you were saying was so boring? Do you remember? Whichever guy's like the Superman guy or whatever. The Superman. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Thompson. Oh, Wonder Boy. Wonder yeah, Boy. yeah, yeah, yeah. You thought, that oh, one, that's right. We I didn't watch one fight. That was a great fight. I almost fell asleep like five times. It just kept going on and no, on. No, I don't on. think. Yes. I don't think that was the one. Cause, it was the one. Are you sure? Yes. No, there was another one because that that was the one where the guy was getting pelted in the face the whole time and getting the shit kicked out of him. We were watching. There's one that where we were just like, no, we haven't been paying paying attention to any of the fight. That None was the did. one. The real news is, is did you see the? Uh, did you see Joe Rogan's hand when he was holding the microphone up? Um, All his liver spots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was so funny. Like, almost at the exact same time when we were sitting at the table and we saw that, like, me and my buddies were like, oh, shit. And then um, we all said, get your liver spotted hands off my mother. Mm-hmm. It, was so, it was so bad. But we think it, we think it was a, a bad spray tan. Oh, that could be. Because um, if you looked at his right hand when he was walking away, it was like super dark underneath his right hand. I don't know. He's had he's had like liver spots for for quite a while. Uh, no, it was some years old. It was Till. It was yes. Thank you. Till. There we go. Yeah. yeah. Darren Till, Till looks a lot like Wonder Boy. That fight. That fight was horrible. They he both had, have whatever. like way too good a bone structure to be in the UFC, <laughs> especially <laughs> Till. Yeah, that was. I've been told the same thing. Right. That fight was horrible. That one, I just like couldn't pay attention. It was just, it just, it was just the same thing. Like nobody was making a move. Right. It was, I mean, like when you watch, it was a high level striking match that, I mean, honestly, a lot of times those are just boring to watch. Especially when like somebody is just shutting down attacks and not able to capitalize off of any of it. The, so we watched it at Buffalo Wild Wings. Did you guys watch it at home or something? We watched it at a friend's house. Oh, okay. Um, well, we watched it at Buffalo Wild Wings, and I I love slash hate watching those fights at um, at like Hooters and Buffalo Wild Wings and stuff because of the 52 people that are stuffed into the bar, three of them have any clue about what's going on. Right. And so, like, the group that was standing behind our table the whole time was, like, that group that was – they were DS fans, but not because they understood mixed martial arts, jiu-jitsu, or nothing. It was just because they knew that Diaz was a badass. Mm-hmm. And um, and they were they were making all those those typical comments and stuff. Um, and then the night would not be complete at a Buffalo Wild Wings UFC event if one person didn't try to fight everybody in the room. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, so there was one guy that got tossed out um, – and we were leaving, and the the manager were, um, was opening the door for us, and she was telling the guy's friend like, "Hey, um, 
if that guy tries to come back in, I'm calling the cops. Like hmm. he's not allowed to come back to this place ever again. But I guess he was like trying to fight everybody. <laughs> That's there. awesome. That's all that I want in a Buffalo Wild Wings trip. Yeah, of course. Dude, the first time that um, I had ever been to Las Vegas, me and Lizzie Bop went and uh, like the we were there. We weren't even there for, for like five hours. We like got off the plane, got to the hotel, and then we went down to the pool. And as soon as we got there, this guy like took a um, like one of those lawn chairs or whatever like the you know the pool yeah pool chairs he had taken one and this girl walked up and was like hey that's our chair or whatever and he um she like i guess got up in his face and he pushed her face and she her feet just went completely out from underneath her and like oh just God. bounced off the concrete and uh <laughs> did it knock her out no i don't i mean like she was she was rocked for sure i don't think she was out cold was she bob no, her head didn't bounce. She bounced. Yeah, she no, bounced. No, I don't think so her, yeah, head what, her head off. wasn't like she wasn't like in a concussion or something. No. Um I got wait I thought that the whole pool was going to get behind me on it and like I had already had some drinks in me and I <laughs> I like stood up and I was like fuck that guy like he just hit a girl he pushed her down and it turned out I was the only one that was going to go to that level on it like everybody else was just sitting down like oh shit and uh, meanwhile i'm across the pool screaming and pointing my finger at him and uh <laughs> i would have had your back <laughs> yeah lizzie's like whoa you need to chill like every, nobody else is on that level like they're all taking care of it <laughs> they they were but they were on the other side of the pool yeah her like group of friends were like everything in that little area was going crazy but i was like all the way on the other side of the pool, watching it and screaming at people. <laughs> but I don't know why anybody would ever do? do that. Like, like it blows my mind that a man would ever put his hand on a woman like that. You know, and I, you always hear people say, "Oh, well, you know, if she's man enough to hit a man, then she deserves it." It's like, no, fucking no, she doesn't. I'm sorry. Like, if a five year old child starts punching you in the legs, that doesn't mean you get to soccer kick him across the room. The most. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? Like I don't know if oh, I agree with that. Man, they can fucking take it like a man. Like, no, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> just drop Soccer kick him kick across him. the room. Just punt pick him. him up and punt him. <laughs> kick yeah, the baby. Just, <laughs> like like in the sure. the anchor man where they punted Baxter. Yeah. You're just punting children. <laughs> the um, I don't think anybody should hit anybody. Whether it's a man or a woman, I don't think. Well, it's... see, that's where you and I disagree. Yeah. But. Oh. Okay. <laughs> as a. But you are. You are. As on a a I mean, I'm stuff. talking about like in a relationship or like. I mean, if like. Oh, for a, sure. If for a sure. dude is like. Also, doing that's some... where you and I disagree. No, I'm just kidding. If someone like you know, if you're out and like a situation happens where a, a guy's doing that to a girl, obviously, like you'd want to step in and protect that person. But I mean, like as far as like a, a relationship goes, like. You're talking about like men hitting women, but women should also not hit men. I understand. I, I as a man who has been hit by many women, Johnny I agree. can speak to that too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I was. Uh, you know, um, I seventy five percent agree with that. Johnny kind of uh, likes it though. Too. Yeah, I kind of like the drama. <laughs> Johnny likes that <laughs> that very like aggressive drama sometimes, but it's weird. But then he doesn't. He he says he does, but then he really doesn't. Yeah, He's too much of a wimp. 
Johnny shows up at the gym with a black eye and he's like, it was my fault. Yeah. <laughs> um, surprisingly, I've been close to that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I think it's like the most disrespectful thing in the world for a, a girl. Well, like, a, a yeah, for, for the female to hit the male because they have they have the soul confidence that they're not going to hit him back. You know what I'm saying? Like. Right. They have that much confidence in that, oh, he'd never hit a woman. And that becomes, like, okay for them to hit the the male. I've kind of been in that situation. Um, and it fucking sucks. It does. Oh, yeah. And, and like, like uh, Liz said, like, I agree. You know, in a relationship especially, um, you should never – neither one of you should be putting your hands on either one of each other, you know. Um, Unless it's however, consensual. Look, unless it's consensual, yeah, of course. If if I saw some girl like going up to Johnny like sexually, I don't know, like I, I I don't know. I'm not I'm not like a jealous person, and I don't like if some girl's like talking to Johnny, it's not gonna offend me, and I'll probably talk to her too. <laughs> but like if if it's like blatant, like obvious, and like if it especially if it's like someone I know or like someone that's supposed to be like a friend or something, like I would probably take someone out. I don't care. Now, when you say that if they came up, if they it was if it was like an obvious like they just had like their hand their out, out? grab grab me right in the grabbed him right in the nutsack or something like that. Mm-hmm. I'd be just like, like, what the fuck? And then like looked at Liz and like then was like these are mine now. Like if I was excluded from <laughs> this from this trio situation, then I would be pretty upset about. It. Like if it was like a blatant situation, that's probably the only time that I would like go after somebody. If it was, and it wouldn't even have to be John, just but like a blatant situation, excluded. like some, like someone's disrespecting me like that, where they know they shouldn't be. You remember, you remember the second time in Las Vegas at the pool that we went to, and like the girl and the guy came over. Yeah, what about it? I'm pretty sure that's what was going on there. What do you mean? You guys were gonna have an indecent proposal. I think so. Yeah. Nobody was gonna, was gonna be excluded though. I I screwed it up because I went to go get my beer. Yeah, nobody <laughs> was being excluded though. That's completely different. That was very much like a swinger situation. Yeah, that was weird. I was we got we got roped into like a. That's so weird that you say that because I was thinking about that yesterday. It was kind of it was a little bit strange. Yeah. Wouldn't it have been hilarious if like um. They like they come up like Lizzie's like off to the side and they come up to you and like it's this whole like obvious indecent proposal situation where it's like they want you to bang his wife and stuff like that and then you guys get up to the room and it's actually just a timeshare uh, thing where like, <laughs> <laughs> they're looking for hey if you stick around we'll give you like a free blowjob <laughs> yeah like that's the deal just trying to get you to buy into their timeshare <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, God damn it! Topless pools on the bed that were like you fell for it too, huh? <laughs> topless <laughs> pools at Caesar's Palace are not what you might think that they would be. It was very no, because seventy-five-year-old women like to use those too. Yes. Yeah, that's all that likes to use them is women. Rough. Women that you would see on the back of a Harley Davidson. That was literally <laughs> the only women that were in there, and I'm telling you, they had some fucking rough, rough boob jobs. It was just oh, like yeah. a lot of like leather skin, I think is what Johnny's trying leather to say. Skin, it was just like there was whew, 
There was like one, and like there's a lot. I mean, like obviously you should be like proud of whatever you've got, but like there was some like really interesting symmetry going on with breasts. I didn't realize that they butts. came in so many shapes. I didn't either. <laughs> there's like trapezoids. <laughs> <laughs> it was just very like it was just really off putting. I was like, wow, this is like something I that I never wanted to see. I always wondered if women go to the doctor, like the plastic surgeons, and they're like, the doctor's like, so what are you looking for? And they're like, okay, so you know how, like, you see how you can see my breastplate? <laughs> so can you put two fucking, can you put two tits on each side of my breastplate? But I still want you to be able to see my breastplate. <laughs> the, I've, yeah, these women, I think, went in and were like, can you get like a uh, half filled trash bag full of water <laughs> and, <laughs> pop one of those in there but then make the other one like only a quarter filled trash bag (laughs) he's oh they were it was so so rough um the only people that were even close to our age um come swimming over and literally go hello beautiful strangers oh they said that yeah that's what the girl said i didn't remember any hello beautiful stranger yeah you were really drunk i wasn't Um, I wasn't really drunk. I think you were. I wasn't. You were the one that was drunk. No. You were. You had, uh, no, you no. You were drunk. I wasn't. Whatever. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> we had like a bucket of beer and you drank most of them. You Yeah, and you had the, you had like whatever, the Long Island iced tea or something. Oh, that'll get you no. going. Yeah, you had something like that or a, mar- a big margarita, something like that. No, yeah. we did the bucket of beer, Bob. Because it came with our, like, um, you know, those day beds? Yeah. That was, like, one of the package yeah, things that. that you could get. And then you ordered a margarita. But anyways. Okay. Um, the point was I wasn't drunk. I knew exactly what was going on, and I wanted to get out of there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was, yeah, it was pretty I remember the gist of the conversation, but I also knew, like, I wasn't into it. So, and then you left me. I was like, what the fuck? I'm not sticking No, I went to go get our bucket of beers because we left them at the thing at the at the Yeah, but you were gone a while. Because I came back. She was banging another couple. Yeah, I found another swingers couple. Um no. Whenever I came, when I came back, um we're not swingers by the way. <laughs> so, <laughs> let's Let's clear the throw that out there before we get. Yeah. um, No, when I came back with the bucket of beers, they were like, "You can't have those. You can't bring those in here." Right. And I was like, "Oh shit." Well, I didn't. I also didn't hear you say that that's what you were gonna do. So I was really confused. Yeah. I was like, "Where did he?" I think I mumbled it or something. You did, and I was like, "I gotta get out of here right away." (laughs) And I only had I only had one beer left, so I was like, "Well, I'm just gonna chug it." And then I'll go, and then in the middle of chugging it, you came out. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. You know, the only benefit to, um, <laughs> it's probably the only benefit to doing this podcast the way we've been doing it over the phone is that um, I can take a poop and still do the podcast. Beautiful. Right is that what you're doing right now? Yeah. Great. And you guys can't even tell. Like, I don't even sound different. <laughs> I hear an echo. Do you mute <laughs> the phone anytime the poop drops so we don't hear Boop. it? I can't make any promises, but what I will do is I'll cough. No, okay, gotcha. Uh, so what? <laughs> this totally changes the the vibe of the the podcast now. Um, Good. 
what what so since it's our 10th episode our 10 episode anniversary i had a question for everybody like kind of okay. around a couple round table questions our season finale the yeah. round the round table but mitch isn't here he's on the toilet yeah i'm sitting on a round table i um, heard something yeah i definitely heard something <laughs> that was me, I <laughs> oh god <Yes>. damn it <laughs> okay what is the hardest thing about we're making a lot of noise over yeah. here too sorry um what is the hardest thing that you've found about podcasting since we've started nothing this has nothing. been the easiest thing i've ever done in my life Next really question. there's nothing yes. there's nothing like even just in conversating and and learning how to do that no. No, wow. and here's why. I'm putting a lot more effort no, and into here's this why. than you guys are. Which <laughs> is like, okay. Well, because um, if there's one thing that I think, A, our fans, B, Lizzie, and C, all my friends and students would tell you, is that I talk way too fucking much. <laughs> and so I don't have a problem talking. And so I think that's why it's been so easy for me. And two, um, you do all the editing. You do. You have all the equipment. I bought one microphone. Like this has been the easiest project of my life. <laughs> I have not had You're literally anything. pooping right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm taking a shit right now. And, and, and like, literally, nothing has been difficult about this. Um, I honestly, and I think a lot of people would agree, um, somehow, um, you and I, Johnny and myself, um, just have a, a really good. Um, dynamic with being able to have long conversations that don't stop and stay fairly dynamic. Um, right. So it's a, it's a pretty good yin and yang off of that. And, and I'm getting better at not talking. I'm getting a lot better at listening. Um, <laughs> much better. It's funny uh, that podcasting is an exercise in listening for you and not talking. Cause for me, see, it's... that's exactly what I'm talking about. Like that's the kind of, like you couldn't find uh a better pair of people to do podcasts so so um there's that would be the hardest part for for you then is just learning, just how, learning to listen. how to listen right yeah. okay um so my what i was thinking for me was learning to that we can do like whatever the fuck we want you know what i'm saying like if we want to talk about whatever <laughs> like we're talking about sun gazing this episode and Correct. only because i just watched stupid youtube videos on conspiracy theories then i'm like oh 100%. let's talk about that <laughs> deal done and yeah you you were really uh in the beginning it's funny when we first started the podcast um i remember how organized we tried to be yeah and like we had outlines and we had like this and that and you were like oh you can't say this and, oh we got to be careful about saying that right and then and then lizzie came on the four. podcast and <laughs> fucked it all to hell <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and then it just like we're like fuck it, we'll just say whatever. Well, I was really, I was really concerned about you know like saying yeah, like saying the wrong things, offending somebody, or and doing all that. And I, this is another thing that I had been thinking about recently, actually, because it's like what makes it okay for me to say something just horribly offensive to you when if it came out of somebody else's mouth, might you might actually take offense to it. You know what I'm saying? And I think it's because we understand each other's intentions. Right, and exactly. Part of what doing the podcast does is help identify our intentions. People understand that like I can I, I say these outrageous, stupid things to be funny, not because 
Oh, geez. These burps are getting me. Holy crap. I told wow. you. Woo. Get them out of your body. They're intense. <laughs> um, we need to drink some, drink some Sprite. I just yeah. want to like gobble up some, they were just, some Sierra mist. I just got attacked by, <laughs> by a burp. So um, well, but, I think too, it's like, this is how we would talk just without the microphones. Yeah. And I think that's like what people like about podcasting is it's supposed to be a genuine conversation. Mm-hmm. There's definitely still topics that we we can't touch, but yeah, yeah, of course. It's it's been an interesting exploration of uh, of it. Okay, so what's the, what's been the most like fascinating or interesting thing that you've found since you started podcasting? <laughs> that um, that people think we're funny. Yeah. I just, that people that people identify with things that we say in any way, shape, or form. Yes, because um, I still have the the text message. You know, like I, you know, our very first conversation ten weeks ago today. Honestly, uh, well, actually, it was probably more like uh, yeah, we had know, a couple like weeks before weeks we started. Ago. Yeah, yeah, because it was like two weeks when we were planning it, and um, I still remember. I was like, yeah, I just, I figured, I asked myself, who could I hang out with that could also make me laugh? And I was like, Johnny Wester. Mm-hmm. And that was the reason I texted you. Like, and it's, it's been, and that has been exactly what this has been. You know, it's just like, I just wanted to hang out with somebody that I could talk to about stuff that I was interested in who could also make me laugh and also let, I could say whatever I wanted and like they would get it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's okay because the, yeah, I, I get it for sure. Um, it's a match made in heaven. I think definitely like just seeing that people or I had a, uh, a guy message me after the last episode, one of our followers, um, that was like, dude, I'm pretty sure we've had like this same upbringing because he was straight edge back in the day and like had this out and the other kind of similar backgrounds. But it's just interesting to, f- to hear about people that identify with things that I thought were unique to me. Mm -hmm. And the more that I, it makes me realize that we aren't as special as we think we are, but that's what makes us special. You know what I'm saying? Is like um, all of these little things that I think are only unique to me, other people identify with. And that's what kind of connects us and makes us. I think it's neat. Um, the the different there are so many different aspects and dynamics um to this relationship and to this podcast you know like you were talking about the because i remember you telling me uh about the guy you just mentioned mm-hmm. um you know and and I, I don't know maybe he found the the podcast through reddit or whatever it was um but you know you talk about straight edge and like that is what drew him to you which drew him to the podcast, you know, and then I've got friends, whether they be students um, or people that I've met through Brazilian Jiu Jitsu or people that I work with, things like that. You know, it's like those drew people to me, which drew them to the podcast, you know, and then the fact that we're both Brazilian Jiu Jitsu black belts that drew a certain audience, you know, and and it's it's interesting because the same things that we talk about. Uh, in regards to the dynamic and multicultural uh, facets of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, it it's like we've created that also in a podcast. Yeah, we've like, been benefiting from it. Speaking of which, absolutely, who the fuck out there is listening from Finland? We have like a small fan base in Finland. Whoever you are, really? what's up? 
like uh, one person from Finland or like multiple people? No, I think multiple, but I, there's not really any way for me to tell for sure. We have quite a few listens, like a handful of listens from Finland. And uh, that's crazy. Um, we have a couple know, from Australia Alex, too. Alex Smith, we talk about him every here and there. Mm-hmm. You know, the one that's in the military in uh, England and the UK. Um, I know he promotes. He's um, been passing so, it around. Yeah, he's been passing it around all over the United Kingdom. Um, and he's in the military there. So, you know, that's super cool. It's, mm-hmm. you know, speaking of, by the way, um, Lizzie, I tried playing that um, that game that you like to play. Crossy Road. <laughs> I got to like 45. Stop playing. Don't give a fuck anymore. Way oh. too hard. Yeah. Super hard game. <laughs> we started playing it on the Amazon Fire Stick That's with right. this Fire Stick. It was incredibly difficult, and then uh, I started playing it on the iPad, and it was just like I was I was sucked in for life. I liked Frogger. I tried so many times, and this is like an updated version of Frogger, pretty much. It is. It is, and I can see how people would be would enjoy that game, um, but uh, but you know I go. I hate that it start. You have to start over. Like yeah, yeah. And I get that's the the point of the game, but like I was like cruising along. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna so beat Lizzie's ass. <laughs> and then I get to like 45, and I was like, she's unstoppable. I think my Nobody highest score be. is like 2,000. That's insane. 2000. Yeah. It's so insane. Yeah. What? So, but anyway, uh... what? What made me think of that was I started playing a game um, where you there's a, it's, it's like you have you're con- you're in control of this virus. And you spread it throughout the world. Oh yeah, Plague, uh, Plague Inc. Yeah, Plague. Yeah, yeah. It's one of my favorite games to play right now. That's um, f- that's fun. Uh, have you have you like gone through a full game yet? Yes. Well, I'm all the I've gotten the uh, the virus, and now I'm in a fungus. I haven't beaten any. I haven't done a been able to kill anybody with a fungus yet. I got you. Um, I'm trying. I've been playing. But, um, this is a uh, Call of Duty uh, mobile. On on the phone, dude. They actually nailed it. They did really good good job with really? it. And uh, I'm apparently really good at it. I didn't know, <laughs> but I guess I am. Um, Thank you for your service. <laughs> you know, it's a hard job, but somebody's got to do it. That's right. Uh, who, who? Anybody out there playing Call of Duty Mobile? Hit your boy up. Uh, no, like, it, they they did a good job with it. It's. Have you ever played like a first person shooter? Do you understand what that is? Where you're, like, it looks like the screen is your vision, basically. Do you know what I'm talking about? No, Have I, I you're you? talking to Lizzie. No, no, I'm talking to I'm talking to you. No, Mitchell. every time he talking plays it, I, he has to. Yeah. He has to let me know how well he's doing. So yeah, I know what he's yeah, talking about. Yeah, because I fucking kick ass at it. I don't know what the deal is. I'm the best ever. Why would <laughs> I? In 2019, how would I not know what a first-person shooter? Was? Okay. Yeah, that okay. was kind of a. I didn't know he doesn't play video games. Even I know that. Okay. No, I said I'm I wasn't good at video games, therefore I don't play I, them. I, I didn't I mean to be just... condescending. I'm sorry. No, I've, I only play 16-bit graphic and 8-bit graphic games. <laughs> Do you know what a first-person shooter is? Uh, anyway. Uh, sorry. Goldeneye uh, was the king. Say what? Goldeneye was the first person, first the first That's first-person true. shooter I ever yeah, played. Yeah, I forget. Gold- That's where I learned how to screen watch. Yeah, Goldeneye was legit. That was and it was the- Halo. I spent a lot of years murking people on Halo, and then Halo got out of hand. I didn't. I never really got into the multiplayer oh, on God, Halo. I did. Um, okay. Anyways, so they did that on the iPhone, 
and typically that's really difficult because of the touch controls but somehow they yeah. just they just got it this time and it worked i played PUBG for a long time um oh yeah because bruno, bruno Cesar, plays it. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah he play, he plays it so much that uh his wife um I, th- I think that they've almost gotten divorces over that because <laughs> he is completely obsessed with it but um Do i just kind of fell out with it I, I used to be really into it i played it a lot i played it like multiple times a day mm-hmm. and then um i just kind of got bored with it and yeah stopped. i go through phases have i ever gotten into a video game too much were you like have mm. been like oh, I'm gonna the only thing that i've seen you get really loser. into is with Fortnite. yeah you and dylan we get i never got into Fortnite. my stepdaughter got really into Fortnite, um and a lot of people were like oh you'd love Fortnite. it's just like PUBG." uh no it's not because you have to build the fucking building, building is yeah insane it's dumb i just want to blow shit up like i'm, I'm yeah pretty aggro when it comes to what i want out of a video game i have no um, i have no um no tactic i just run in guns blazing um that's me they, i'm not hiding behind a wall fuck that uh, my son used to talk shit about me because uh we'd play battlefield together and that like i'm that way i'm like i just run straight toward the center and just start <laughs> shooting everybody yep and i would die instantly the uh I don't, yeah I'm, I'm i'm bad at those kinds of games really you know what game though this is a game for fucking 10 year olds but it is a time sucker for me is Minecraft. I it's, never got into that either. Uh, I can't I that stand too. that. It's such a stupid childish game, but it's I like... I don't even understand it. Okay. It's not a game. Let you're me just, explain. It's not. You're just building. You just build Legos. Yeah, it's like there's a Lego. Two, there's two modes, okay? There's survival... super gay? Yeah. <laughs> there's survival mode, which is like you, you... There's like... You have to try to like maintain your health and so on and so forth and then creative mode where you can just build whatever you want and that's the one that i like to do it's so much it's like relaxing it's asmr there's no is it really yeah it's relaxing for me just like i'll just sit there and i'll get an idea of like i want to build a castle and then i'll just sit there and all of a sudden 12 hours has gone by 12 hours (laughs) i've built some ridiculous you've seen like the crap that i've built on there it's a uh, yeah, it's stupid. Hmm. I I only reserve that game for whenever I'm like super sick and I can't leave the bed or leave the couch or whatever. Like when I had those you dental surgeries. Hmm. The reason I uh I never uh got into any of those games because was you're exactly what you just said because you said, "Oh yeah," and I know that you were exaggerating, but when you're like, "Yeah, it's like 12 hours later." I have 700 kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't even, like, between me and my fiance, her more so than me, obviously, because at least I can go to work and get a break. But, like, we don't get 30 minutes of rest between ourselves. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, and so that's probably a big piece of that. Plus, my kids don't really get into that. Like, um, my stepdaughter, she routinely plays um, Fortnite and Minecraft, things like that. But, Really, I'm blessed in the sense that my kids just want to go outside and fucking play. Like, oh, yeah. um, they don't. My, none of my daughters, um, except my stepdaughter, um, but none of my my blood daughters um, have iPads. They don't have iPhones. They don't have any electronic devices at all. Oh, that's so um, great. It's it's pretty like I have this video on my phone um, of my daughter Reagan, who is my uh, six year old, and um, it was when. Julianne was pregnant with our 
youngest daughter, Avi, we were at the hospital or we were at the doctor and I started looking at Reagan. So we're sitting in a doctor's exam room. She's getting her little monitor on her stomach and stuff like that. You know, and Reagan, my five-year-old at the time is sitting in a chair, uh, in a little, on a bar stool type deal. And she's got these little sticks in her hand that she got. And she was pretending like she was a wizard waving them around the room, you know, <laughs> but not running around the room, yeah. staying in her seat, entertaining herself. And I videotaped it or I videoed it on my phone because it was an example of what children are supposed to do. You know, th- this is, this is what a child who is not sucked into a, a tablet looks like a child who knows how to use their imagination to mm-hmm. entertain themselves and not flip desks over inside of a doctor's office and scream and throw fits and eat their shoes. Like <laughs> I've seen so shoes. many shitty ass kids in doctor's offices and I, I'm not blaming it on the parents, but the last I checked, it's the parents' fault. Like hundred percent. You know, like <laughs> shitty kids are made. They are not born, you know. I was always a pretty docile child. And I still kinda am. I think Johnny's somewhat of that way now. He wasn't when he was now. younger. Yeah. I yeah, he is. Now. He's a lot more calmed down. But my stepmom would always say, like, she. Bottle rockets and kids' assholes. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, now, not then. Yeah. Um, but my stepmom would say, uh, I would just be in the back seat of the car with a coloring book or drawing something, and I would just do that for hours now. Like, that's all I would do. Like, if you gave me, like, a pen and paper. Yeah, okay. And I can, I'm, st- I'm doing it right now. Like, any time that I just have a creative outlet, I'm, I'm, I'm good. Yeah, I can if it's the right creative outlet. I can, I can. You are. I mean, you'll be on your iPad Pro and like drawing. Johnny draws a lot too. And Johnny's um, creativeness is what is. I need that in a business partner because it's what allows this business to be successful. Um, I'm creative. I just don't have the technology to be creative with it. So I rely on Johnny and Johnny's money. I have the steady hands and technology to achieve it. That's um, right. <laughs> um, my, you know, like I, for the longest, I struggle with it because again, I have a hard time like allowing myself to do some of those things. For instance, like playing video games. Um, it took me a long time bef- for me to be like, you know, what? it's fucking okay that I like to play video games and I like to just sit down and zone out for a little bit and play video games. It's the same that I don't really watch all that much TV. Like I don't even at night. I mean, we'll watch a movie or a TV show. You only watch TV when you're sleeping. Yeah. To go to sleep. <laughs> I have to have something on. I think it's important for you to, to do all those things now before we're like Mitch and have a bunch of kids and we can't ever do those things again. Yeah. But I'll teach, I'll teach my kids to play video games. My dad played video games and still does. And that's who I learned it from. See, and I never had that growing up. We never, I never had. I never had any gaming system in the house. Mm-hmm. I didn't, obviously we didn't have iPads back then. And the only like, uh, I, I won a PSP at like this radio con, like it was like a radio show hosting at uh, my dad's old restaurant. That's and they a were, legit fucking gift yeah. to win. Especially yeah, for like for, when I was so popular. excited. I was like, That's oh my huge. God. Cause you know how much I like games and gaming yeah. and I was never allowed to do it. So I won the PSP. And it was so cool because at the time it had it was like the first version, and you could also watch DVDs. Put music on it and shit. Yeah, yeah. And I just thought it was like the most amazing thing, and it like, I, I, but and so, but then also like at the same time, because it was like such a no-no in my household, 
I wanted to do it like even more. Yeah, when I went to a friend's house, like I would stay up to like two a.m. just mm -hmm. playing video games. I think it's a balance. I have a lot of really great memories with my dad with video games, and then I have a lot of memories too of my dad like getting a video game and just completely zoning me out and ignoring me. <laughs> and so like I totally understand that part too. Like I'm pretty sure when we got Zelda on Super Nintendo, I spent probably two hours just being like, Dad, can I play? Dad, Dad, can I play? And him just not yeah, responding. You, it's Zelda. Like that's not a game that you can just be like, okay, it's your turn. Like Yeah. Well I didn't understand uh, that at the time. Exactly. I remember um when Zelda came out, like it was in my family. When I say in my family, I don't just mean like my mom and dad. Um, I mean like my aunts, my uncles, my cousins, everybody. Like that game became like this centerpiece mm -hmm. because everybody was um, like, you know, you would you go over. I'd go over to my aunt's house and she would she'd have the game going, you know, and like I would hear like my family members talk about, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you got to go here and you got to put the bomb here because if you <laughs> yeah. blow this part up, you can go into the cave and. Like, I just remember, like, they were passing these strategic um, walkthroughs back and forth and stuff. And it was, I just remember that being a centerpiece. Um, and then a buddy of mine at work has one of those updated Nintendo consoles, you know? The Nintendo like Switches? Or like an... I uh, know it's not a Switch, but it's oh, like... like a, uh, oh, like a Super Nintendo or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he, he let me borrow that. And um, I... It's so funny. Julianne was making fun of me because... Um, I just really wanted to play Zelda, so I borrowed it from him like a year ago, and uh, I was playing through it. And um, but you couldn't save the game for oh, some reason. That's irritating. So you had to leave it running. Yeah. And on top of that, the reason she was making fun of me is because I would get stuck and have to get on Google and do the walkthroughs on YouTube. Oh yeah, Lizzie but Bob's we been doing that up, with Mario lately. Yeah, when we were growing up, you had to go to Walmart and buy the walkthrough book. Yeah. Because they used to sell the book that would give you the walkthroughs. Mm -hmm. And um, and then one of my kids apparently would mess up the fucking game, and I would start over again. And so I tried to beat it like four times, and every time it would get restarted. And I just It's not a game that you can – when you've made it that far – you can't start over. No. Like, you just give up on life. You're like, you know what? I'm, just not even, I'm done. I'm not even going to try anymore. The new... It, I don't think it's the newest, newest one, but the the Breath of the Wild Zelda mm. on um, Nintendo Switch, that game is like... I think that's a masterpiece. That game is beautifully done. One of the best games of all time, for sure. It's up there with um, Red Dead Redemption 2. Both if you could pick amazing. Go like ahead. three games... Throughout history, not just three games, modern day, but like three games throughout history of your of your history that you had to go to a desert island with, and you could only play those three games. What would it be? Grand Theft Auto Five. <laughs> Fucking love That's that true. game. I played that game. It's been out, for, I think, for like seven years, and I've played it mm -hmm. since since the day it came out. Um, Super Mario World. Like the one that came out on Super Nintendo with Yoshi. Oh, yeah, with and, Yoshi and, and all the capes that. and all that stuff, yeah. Um, and uh, maybe like Red Dead Redemption 2 um, or shit, what's another game that I play a lot? I don't know, Minecraft maybe. <laughs> I would, I would oh, find of hours of entertainment with that. It's one of those games that like, 
it, it's it's kind of one of those things where you're like you're limited to the stuff that you're able to do but because mm-hmm. of that it makes the creative possibility possibilities like endless does that make sense yeah. like a little bit like drawing all you have is a pen and a piece of paper but with those two things you can create like just anything with your imagination and so like sometimes the more limits that you have unlocks more creative potential that's kind of how i feel about it but we had a we have a question from somebody Hmm. give me like two seconds and i'll pull it up here we'll talk about it um stephanie asked us what do let me okay so she messaged us and she said i'm a big fan of the show i have a two-part question what do you guys think of women who train in bjj and how do you guys feel about men slash women that don't start bjj until their 30s or 40s my response was thank you so much to answer your question they're all scumbags and undeserving to train and that was your response yeah well and then i said jk haha i'll make sure we cover it on the next episode jk haha and then she never she never responded to me so i wouldn't either i hope she got the joke <laughs> anyway so what's your answer when she listens to this episode if um, she does listen to this episode i just told she, you yeah girl. she will she will stephanie's great um she used to train at west side and uh she's a really good photographer actually she um she she uh, dabbles in photography and, and does uh really good work and uh She's got a, a son um, with special needs, and he's uh, he's kind of a badass. When that dude, when that kid realizes how big he is, mm-hmm. the world, I mean, the world is his, man. Because, like, you know, I know that he's dealt with bullying and stuff. Um, he's, he's like a giant teddy bear. I've met him a couple times, and um, he's got some of the best dad jokes in the world, and he's not a dad. <laughs> um, like, some of it, he, he tells, like, these these jokes that I would consider to be dad jokes, but... Um, but he's a massive human being, but he's like the nicest kid in the world. Um, he's, he's at least as tall as Johnny and probably, you know, 220, 230 pounds. I mean, he's a big kid, um, but he's the nicest kid in the world. So when that kid figures life out, there's not going to be a bully on the planet that'll fuck with him. But, um, but yeah, Stephanie's cool. So I'm sure that, uh, I'm sure she probably understood the joke. If she's listening to any of the podcasts, she has to know. Yeah, please, please know my number. So what's the um, answer? The question, okay, the first question is, what do you think of women who train in BJJ? And Mitch, I'll let you go ahead. Okay. Um, I think that it's phenomenal. I think that it's it's great that women uh, has started training in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu because they're – how do I like, I don't care one way or the other. You know what I mean by that is, is like, I don't look at jujitsu as like a male dominated sport or a male dominated self-defense system. Um, if you, if you look at it from a self-defense aspect, um, I think it's great for women because of the positions that they find themselves in, um, within the, the rolling portion of it, you know, you're always, you're finding yourself in what we would call non-dominant positions and learning how to get into a more advantageous or more dominant position, utilizing technique and leverage and things like that. Um, so I think it's great. Um, but I, I don't feel any more toward women training Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu as I would if they were training Krav Maga or Judo 
or any other grappling art or any other self-defense system. Um, I think that women 100 percent should be training uh, some form of self-defense, whether it's Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu or not. And so if they choose to do Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, then more power to them because I think that it provides the most realistic opportunity for them. Um, And I don't just mean because of the positions they find themselves in, um, literally in a sense, but also because of the uh, cognitive responses that you develop in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, I think are fantastic for women and children um, in the sense that you find yourself in very, 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 very uncomfortable positions. And over time, you learn to cognitively develop um, your ability to remain calm and work yourself through the problems to get out as opposed to panicking. Um, And I think for women especially, it's very important that they have that ability to be able to think through a problem. Let's say it was a sexual assault scenario. Um, As someone who has five daughters, believe me, these are things that I think about. Panic is always going to be the enemy um, in so many ways. And like, there's a uh, Grossman has his module that he talks about with the different levels um, and panic being in that level between uh, all these different places. Like they say we operate most successfully in the gray, black being really bad. And then like most people walk around in yellow or whatever. Anyway, so if you look at Grossman's model. He talks about these things. But um, the reality is, is being able to control your panic button in situations like that to be able to get yourself into a dominant position or at least in a safe position. So that's why I think Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is great. Um, and so that's my answer to the first part of the question. So I'll <laughs> okay. let you answer. So your, your answer is uh, boring and non-controversial is, yeah. is what my response to that is. Here's, 100%. here's what I feel about women in BJJ. I think there are differences um, as humans really shine in jujitsu and i think that so many people try in everything else in our lives we try to like find the things that are common and in jujitsu we get to find the things that are different and then use those and try to build a game by our personal attributes that make us different right and um so i think uh women should be celebrated in the things that they can do differently that uh, a lot of the men can't like a lot of the women are really flexible. I know a lot of these girls that are like just stupid fierce, way more fierce than you would see some of these, uh, some of the dudes and, uh, things like that. And they smell nicer. They're prettier. Um, they're usually smarter. They bring more class to the mats. Um, but it's, it's tough. Like it's a rough world to be in for a girl on the mats on one side of the coin, I think that they're sometimes overprotected on the mats. Um, they don't get exposed to as much of the rough grappling or like, you know, if if there's a spaz on the mats, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm watching my girls like I want to make sure that, you know, they're okay. Um, that kind of thing. And so then sometimes, too, I think that they... I don't know. That's a that's a whole nother a whole nother topic. Anyways, I think that there's I think that it's a it's a it's a tough situation to be in to be grappling being on the mats as a, a female, and I have tremendous amounts of respect for anybody that comes in 
to a gym to try it out. Um, there are things that girls have found to make it easier on themselves uh, and to jumpstart their careers in fighting and jujitsu. Um, things like Instagram <laughs> and, yeah, girl. and the, those kinds of things. And I don't know how I feel about it. I think that like on one hand, it's like, do whatever you want with your body. Like, that's fine. Uh, but on the other hand, it's kind of like, oh, it's not really fair to those who are like working hard and actually trying to progress in the sport and do do well at it, you know? Isn't that kind of like how all life goes, though? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. I can't like, I can't hate on it. But it's kind uh, of it, that's the always just the un, like sex always sells yeah. no matter what you're doing in life. Um, if anybody knows that, it's me. Right. But I don't have sex. That's the problem. <laughs> I can't sell it. <laughs> I want to sell it, but nobody wants to buy it. Right. Johnny, you did have an offer and uh, you turned it down. That wasn't so. for sex. Um, that was just I would argue that old. it probably was. <laughs> Um, I think it could have gone to that level if you had really given it an oh, opportunity. Oh, absolutely. If I would have tried hard and believed in myself. <laughs> you take all your vitamins and eat, eat three square meals a day. Yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah, for, for, for women on the mats. And one thing that actually I've been kind of wanting to bring up and suggest that we we go into is the the whole Me Too movement didn't lay a finger on the jiu-jitsu community. And I think well, it would ravage the whole fucking community <laughs> i when think you say that are you kind of referring to like the lloyd urban stuff uh definitely referring to the lloyd urban stuff first of all yeah. um that well, stuff infuriates me um to no end but just in general there's so many i know i know for a fact because i've seen it with my own two eyes that there's there's got to be thousands of claims of sexual assault from thousands of different coaches coming out you well, know i'm sure and obviously no names will be mentioned um unless they've already I, been busted for it then i'll, I'll throw names out <laughs> um you and i know individuals um outside of the state of arkansas mutually that have had uh those scenarios who took advantage of those scenarios um because of their position in the gym, because of who they were and their relationship to the students, uh, utilized that very much so to um, gain power over mm -hmm. the students. Now, the students were, uh, to my knowledge, willing participants, but it so there's a double edged sword. You can look at it and go, well, they're adults. They did, they made the choices on their own. Yes, but the instructor knows their position. And they know their place in the world. The Plus, manipulative uh, tactics yes. that were used in order. Don't tell to... me that you were not being manipulative whenever you decided to pursue that that entity, right? Yeah. Um, and so I know personally, and again, I won't mention any names because I'm st we're we're both friends with people within these communities and stuff. And um, I personally am just not going to call anyone out. You know, they know what they did. They know why they did it, and the people around them know what they did. So that's enough. Um, but yeah, there, I can think of two to three specific incidences, um, where that has been the case, yeah. um, with people that you and I both know personally, or at least communitively. I don't think, um, 
Yeah, I don't think that it's hit the jujitsu community quite the way that it's needed to. There needs to be like some cleaning of house that I think needs to be done throughout the. And I'm not talking about um, one situation in particular. I'm talking about just through the whole jujitsu community because there's a lot of like, dude, I get it. Like hooking up in the gym is one thing, or like you know, um, even like single guys just being whores with girls that are coming in and out of the gym whatever like that's you know that's what you're doing it's probably not good for business but cool like you know whatever um but to the level that some of these people are doing and to the the tactics that are used in order to uh do some of these things these things are in all disgusting. fairness mm-hmm. the same type of things happen in my opinion more so or maybe it's just more uh um, spotlighted, but in the Taekwondo community. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. It is hugely highlighted. The, well, I'll uh, say, I'll say the one thing that I, I feel is different about the jujitsu jiu- jiu- community. Cause I don't think that it's going on any more in our community than it is anywhere else in any other community, uh, or any other niche. I feel that we just, it hasn't been brought up in our community. But right. the one thing that I will say is that the community, the people in the community as a whole are very anti, um, it's a lot like, like we keep drawing comparisons to the hardcore and punk scene. Like they're very protective of people. They're, mm-hmm. you know, like you screw up and the people in this community find out that you screw up, you're, you're in for it. It just says Unless you're Lord Urban, in which case you can actually uh, do yeah, all the gold medals. I blame Flo, then, I blame Flow yeah. Grappling on that a lot. Honestly, they still yeah. support them. They still promote them, and and push them. Um, yeah, I don't think that it's I don't think that it's right. I don't think that they should get the same attention that everybody else gets. <clears throat> so but. why do you think there hasn't been like that type of movement in the jujitsu or? martial art community is it because it's yeah in the martial art community in general especially like traditional martial arts in general i think are i don't want to say are known but don't have a strong track record for sexual misconduct um in one way shape or form and i feel like jujitsu should be setting itself apart from that and has done a fairly good job of it um Part of it is cultural, um, you know, like when we go to Brazil, they don't interact with women the same way that we do here or they do here. So or what's acceptable here. Um, so I think part of it's that. And then I don't know. I don't know why it hasn't hit the jiu-jitsu community. Do you feel like it's mostly because it is, I mean, women are outnumbered? Yeah. And it's a people are probably pretty pretty afraid to i'm so sorry <laughs> <laughs> i've been doing it too i've been hit the microphone and everything um this is gonna be a noisy episode but i think that uh people are also afraid to call out these people too um maybe it's their instructor it's gonna cause a lot of drama they won't have a place to train at yeah um, especially if you're in a small community and everybody knows everybody yeah um yeah i mean imagine if that happened in conway and yeah you know you you shut down 50 percent of the gyms if you shut down one of them you know Mm. so it's like i i can i could see why 
people might be afraid to say things and or just maybe just shut up and go to a different gym or something if it were me i probably just would never come back yeah and also what do you want to mention what are you gonna do um just so that like there's never any confusion on this um i know i was being extremely ambiguous earlier about the people that i was referencing um that you and i know that have had these types of incidents occur in their gym um neither one of our gyms have had to my knowledge either uh one of those types of scenarios so i don't want anyone thinking like i'm being ambiguous about my own gym or johnny's gym like to my knowledge neither one of our gyms have had anything like that i was referring to out of state um, gyms that i'm aware of and there's a there's a handful there's a handful of cases that have come out on it like people have come out uh there have been some cases where people have uh have come out though um against other members of the community i would hope women in that situation um i can only speak for johnny's gym because that's the only gym i've been a part of i hope that they would feel comfortable enough going to johnny or or daniel but the problem is what if what if like i were the one doing it or what if daniel was you know like Mm -hmm. if i'm the one doing it and daniel's my partner you might assume like oh well daniel's gonna be cool with whatever john you know they're bros they're not gonna you know who you're gonna right. go to then and i, I, I think guess i'm I'm just in referring my gym, to student on student like yeah you know if i went into and i have i've had i've had women come up to me and say hey like um you know i don't know if it was just because we were rolling like if maybe his hand happened to be there but like he kind of grabbed me inappropriately um and so just a heads up for five minutes straight <laughs> yeah and so it was kind of a situation where I was like, well, I'm mean, like, I can't really do much about that. But the great thing is you I have women's only jujitsu, which yeah. if I were myself coming in the gym, like that's probably where I would want to start off. Just because mm-hmm. like I'm not I, I don't you know, jujitsu is not something that I see myself doing just because I don't I don't have I have an issue with being that close to people just personally. But if I ever were going to go to that level. Uh, I probably feel more comfortable being with a group of girls first. So that might be a good place for people to start. And if it were you or Daniel that were the ones that the accusations would be about, maybe they could go to that group of people and together they could Mm -hmm. say something. In our gym in particular, I think that we have a great group of people that everybody And they're all great girls. I mean, they... Even the guys in the gym, I think a lot of them. I have had another situation where uh, one guy... Uh, hit up another girl on Facebook and was like hitting on her and then every time she came to class he was like hey do you want to partner up and then she didn't really know how to say no to that and uh, kept getting like kind of trapped with him and she did she had told him she didn't want to like go out with him or anything and it was just really awkward and uh, she just didn't want to go anymore because of it I I honestly I would probably feel the same way yeah I don't have a problem saying no to people at well, we called the guy. Life. We called the guy out on it and made him feel really bad. But I understand, it, so. like some people don't have. I, I some people, you know, it's fight, flight, or freeze, and some people's responses aren't what they think that they would be in their heads. Yeah. Um, and the situation is different from person to person. So I would hope that someone wouldn't leave because of that, and they could resolve it. But honestly, like 
if it were a place that I weren't familiar with and that was happening over and over, like I wouldn't go back. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't, I would... he wasn't doing anything necessarily like right. out of line. I just, I ended up telling him like, Hey, you're being a fucking creep. Yeah. And don't think that your money's any more valuable than anybody else's right. money. So. That's not acceptable anywhere you go or whatever sport you're doing. It right. shouldn't be that way with, with anybody. But that's my opinion on women in BJJ and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> Uh, the so, second, the second part of that question, did you have something? Yes. Sorry. No, no, no. I was getting ready to move on to the second question. Okay. The second part of the question was, um, how do you feel about people getting into BJJ at 30 or 40, um, years old or an older, more, um, advanced age? <laughs> yeah. I was 23 when I started. So I guess technically I was still young. Um, however, I, I think people need to remember when it comes to Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, so when I, I think I've kind of traveled the gamut, and, and I, I think you two have as well, Johnny. Um, when I when I say what I'm getting ready to say, but like, so when I first got into Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, I trained under the Gracie flag, and it was very self-defense oriented, um, which I thought was great. Um, and you and I have had multiple conversations about self-defense quote-unquote self-defense only gems and your quote-unquote sport jiu-jitsu gems mm -hmm. even though the quote-unquote self-defense focused gyms at the end of class still drop to their knees slap hands and do sport jiu-jitsu rolls yeah what the fuck ever who Did, fucking cares if you're learning sport jiu-jitsu you better have fucking basic self-defense jiu-jitsu like you Which have you do, to have whether sport you know it or not to have the other yeah you know, if you can mount a, a mount escape is not sport or otherwise a back defense is not sport or otherwise. Right. Right. Um, but so to, uh, the reason I bring that up is because first portion of my career was very um, self-defense focused. Um, and then kind of I kind of going into uh, brown and uh, purple brown and early part of my black belt was very sport oriented. I enjoyed the sport aspect of it. And now I'm moving into a different phase, not so much sport or otherwise. I, I don't, I don't have the desire to compete as much as I used to. Um, when I did the submission hunter pro with you, um, I even told you in conversation, like I was like, dude, I'm actually kind of over this already and we haven't even done it yet. Was um, it, are you really, are you really done competing? Cause you had brought that I'm up. I'm not done competing. Um, I just, my current mind state is just not in that realm right now. Like I'm not that. focusing on um, competing. I'm more so, I'm kind of focusing on just getting better mm -hmm. at what I'm already doing. And, um, and I think it's the realization that like, I'm not going to be a world champion. Um, I'm not, and I'm still very competitive. Um, it's just, I don't know, you know, like here lately in the past, probably, probably the past six months, close to a year, I've really, really, really kind of embraced the combatives piece of martial arts. Um, right. And obviously being up here in Colorado Springs, going through this combatives course um, has only reinforced that, you know, when you get to, because we've done a lot of different combative pieces um everything from personal protection to special operations combatives to air force combatives to cuffing techniques 
we even did a whole three days on close quarter battles where we're learning how to clear rooms and do, uh, you know, working with 10th special forces group and so like that. So like, did you guys you, do, did you guys do the, the, the cuffing technique where you use like the back of their shirt or whatever? To no, we actually use like handcuffs, uh, what we call expeditionary restraints, which are like your zip ties. Yeah. Um, There's some way that things. I've seen where like you can use like if they've got a jacket on or whatever, you can bunch up their jacket in order to cuff them. I'm sure you could. Um, um, but I, we did go over like all of that. And, uh, and so over time now I'm kind of looking at like, um, although up here training with Cole Miller and, and the guys that are here in this course, um, I'm still doing sport jujitsu with these guys. Like we, we train almost every day after class, put our geese on, do no gi. Um, I'm, I, I picked up some badass gi techniques and some badass deep half guard techniques from Cole that I wanted to, that I needed to work on. Um, but at the same time, I look at it and, and say like, man, you know, like what about if I'm at the convenience store, the guy in front of me decides to rob the clerk and I have a Red Bull can in my hand. Now what? Mm-hmm. All the jujitsu in the, all the jujitsu in the world doesn't fucking matter, you know, um, because the gi, you know, we can sit and we can we can um, microscopic it down to the finest detail and say, well, if he's wearing a jacket, you could totally lapel choke him. It's like, but fucking stop, just stop. Like the reality is, is like combatives is violent, you know, like if that dude is trying to rob a clerk at gunpoint, all these stupid conversations that people sit around and have about how they could do this and do that with this lapel choke and barambolo this and would just do, no, no, the fuck you wouldn't. It's it's violence of action. Like blow the motherfucker's knee out, skull drag him to the fucking concrete, and and, and hope to God that he's unconscious. You know, like guns are real, knives are real. You know, and so that's kind of where my focus is going. So how does that tie into the age thing? Here's why I was about to say, none of that is answered. Getting perturbed. So, um, the point is, is that age shouldn't matter. If age matter, like if, if people truly believe that the sport aspect of Brazilian Jiu Jitsu is what Brazilian Jiu Jitsu is all about, then yes, I can see why they would think that age would matter. Right. But if your focus is a combatives piece or your focus is supplementing your current martial arts skill with a ground aspect, age doesn't matter. You know? Oh, no. no. We Cut lost off. the call. Oh, that's enough from you, Mitchell. The phone call was like, enough of this shit. Yeah, you can fuck right off, Mitchell. Should we call him back? What if we just no. don't call him? I'm Let's honestly kind of tired of hearing him talk. Yeah, me too. I got a, lost. I don't. Is he ever gonna answer that question? No, I don't think. I I I forgot what we were talking about. All right, I'm gonna call him back now. Ugh. Here we go. Okay. I'm not gonna edit any of that out. Please don't. Did I? Did you guys get any of that? We purposely. Oh man, we got we got it all right up into the end. Johnny purposely hit the end call button because he. He got tired That's of three times. Yeah. Yeah. We have been having, we've been experiencing dropped calls and we don't know why we should have opened up with that. Um, yeah, so anyway, whatever the, the gist of the whole thing is, is that it's perspective. Whatever your perspective is on Brazilian Jiu Jitsu will dictate whether or not age is a factor. Perspective is the word that I would, I would also throw out because here's, 
here's the way that it was again the differences in our personalities and our in our in our people in our in our structure who we are um is what makes us special and what makes our jujitsu special so those things should be um should we should focus on those things but the um one thing in particular that i was going to say is that your as an older person getting into jujitsu you can expect more than likely your progress might be a little bit slower um especially at first which is okay because 10 years to your black belt it's all relative you take four years to get your blue belt and then you zip through purple belt get your brown or whatever or you take 15 years to get your black belt whatever um doesn't matter because they don't put the timeline that it took you on your diploma you just get your black belt (laughs) um so my point is though that it's most likely it's probably going to be a little bit more of a struggle at an older age for obvious reasons um you have some movement things that are kind of built in or that if you, you have built yourself into a groove of moving in particular ways and things are going to be a little bit more difficult to pick up sometimes that's not the case with everybody though like i said everybody's different i've found that typically um it's a little bit harder for people at an advanced age to pick up those initial movements but with that being said you can't compare the the person you can't be, compare yourself with the person next to you. You can only compare yourself to the person that you were um, because their struggle isn't the same as yours and their um, assets aren't the same as yours. There's so many differences there that you you just can't compare it. Um, and I think everybody wants to do that right away. I have and like I think- a 65-year-old blue belt that will sit there and try to compare himself uh, to my 30 year old purple belt. That's an yes. athlete, you know? And I'm like, dude, he's been doing this for years. He's an athletic specimen and you're 65, you know, like <laughs> let's take a step back you're built like a Keebler elf and yeah, you know, Cecil, he's my, he's my little Instagram star. He's one of my favorites. Every time I post Cecil, Oh, oh we lost him no. again. Every time I post Cecil on my Instagram, people go crazy about it. Um, He's a ladies' man. Oh, he according is. According to him and everybody else. Well, yeah, no, I've seen it in person. Yeah, I know. He very much is. I, mean, I, I felt that way. I got that feeling in my spirit the first time I met him. Yeah, they convinced. Uh, I was drawn to him. <laughs> I think all women are. Yeah. Uh, they convinced when they went to Brazil, uh, Tony Emmanuel, this little Brazilian guy, he convinced this group of girls that Cecil was an American porn star. <laughs> and so they all went and took pictures with him. God damn it. We keep Mitch losing Mitch. Mitch needs to move to like a different area. Yeah. I'm going to keep, I'm going to make him call back so I don't have to. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Mitch, you need to move to like a better area of your apartment or something. It's not me. Likely story. <laughs> um, It might be me. I don't know why that keeps happening, man. Um, me either. We're, man, we might not have time to get into our, into our stuff. Why don't we call this an episode? Um, it's going to be a little bit shorter, but it's an hour and 30 minutes. We got a lot of talk. So we're not going to talk about our actual topic that we mentioned early. We can save it. Do you want to talk about our, we got there. We can save it. Um, we can save it to like, cause I'll be back, um, in studio on Sunday. Okay. 
Well, I wanted to put my piece in because... You're still going to get to. We'll, okay. we'll put you yeah, on you're gonna be there okay. next episode. Yeah, we got three microphones. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Lizzie's like, no, Mitch is coming back. Now I have to go away. No, yeah. no that'll be good because I'll have time to ask more questions from yeah. our uh, retinal specialist that I work with. Okay, so episode oh, yeah, 11. That's, that's cool, for yeah. sure. We're going to talk about sun gazing and why you should do it. Hopefully by then I'll have done a couple hours of sun gazing, get some experience under my belt. So I have some... Absolutely uh, not. Uh, perspective. Sorry. To look at it from, you won't have anything to look at. It hasn't been sunny. Yeah, it hasn't been sunny the past couple of days. So, I need oh, to feed okay. my soul with vitamin D, with the with the rays. Anyways, uh, so we'll talk about that in the next episode, since we're dropping so Mitch, Mitch's calls. Mitch will be here in the flesh next week. Next week, that's right. Mm-hmm. And we won't have any more drop calls. We won't have and any more And we'll calls. be able to rely off of our visual signals, except for Johnny, because he'll be blind mm-hmm. on when we need yeah, to end the true. conversations. <laughs> the sun gazing that he's going to do, which nothing I've read has been good about that. Absolutely not. You've been reading different yeah. articles than I have. <laughs> <laughs> I went to like the sun gazing subreddit and oh, started God. reading through what they said. Of course it. there's a subreddit for sun gazing. Yeah. Of course there is. All right, we're going to get wow. too far into this if yeah, we keep let's, going. Let's, let's cut it but, off. Oh, we do need to do some housekeeping. We do need to do some housekeeping real quick. Okay. Uh, our Patreon. This is a sad episode, actually. This the first episode that we don't have a Patreon shout out to give. What? We haven't had a Patreon donor since oh, the last man. episode. We're falling off. I'm, I'm not going to say that it's your fault, Lizzie Bob, but... But you are the only thing that's changed. Right. So they want they want me to come back. They're like, she's only gonna be on three episodes. I'm not contributing to this shit anymore. Yeah. Well So you, bring her back and then we'll give luck. you the money. <laughs> and we want T shirts. Yeah, we are yes. we are working on T shirts. What we're doing is okay, so here's the the plan for everybody that's wondering what's going on with that. I want a T shirt. We're waiting on I got a girl. She's my T shirt girl. She's getting a direct-to-garment printer. Yeah. When she receives that, we will have t-shirts galore. I mean, we'll have them. We'll have too many t-shirts. We'll be giving them out on the TV show or on the TV on show. On the TV show. Yeah, big news, guys. We got yeah, picked we up by CBS. <laughs> yeah. Got it. Sorry. On the podcast. Episode ten announcement. Yeah. We are now we are going on syndication. Syndication. With CBS, the rough and tumble. Yeah. Um, I don't know why I said TV show. Our t-shirts. We'll be giving out our t-shirts on the show. Um, That's exciting. We'll have so many of them, and we'll be able to like print up whatever we want. I'm a salute for t-shirts. Me too. Honestly, I would I would do anything for a free t-shirt. Mostly. Thames. Yeah. Um, mostly. So our Patreon. If you can give us a boost, I'm going to be sending out patches in the mail this week, um, as well as stickers. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm not going to be sending out patches. I'm ordering patches. We're waiting on those to come in. You so know what I would want? Expect that in the middle of the month. This is random. Sorry to interrupt. I would totally want like a pop socket. Ooh, is that lame? Because no, I don't a, think it no, is. Oh, that's not lame. I, I heard those are cool. Yeah. Like, I don't have one. All right. I, um, I'll look into it. I have really small thumbs, so I need something to like hold the back of my phone because my <laughs> thumbs won't reach. Yeah. That would, um, that's a good idea. Anyway, that was beside the point. But I like pop sockets. So. Okay. Let us know if you're yeah. interested in a rough and tumble pop socket. Uh, I don't know how to put that in. Okay. Anyways. Um, so yeah, check us out on Patreon. We've got more videos coming out soon um, for that. And then check us on it on Instagram. Uh, I haven't really been posting much on Instagram because we've just been lazy pieces of shit and haven't been doing anything. 
I leave the state for three weeks and everything falls apart. Yeah, honestly, it's kind of unmotivating when you're not here. I'm just like, oh. <laughs> Great. It used to be like the time between podcasts was very short. It was like, oh my God, it's already time for a new one. And now it's like, oh, here we go again. There I haven't been any photo shoots me. done lately. Yeah, we need to get that done too. We're going to have new ones, oh, yeah. new pictures soon. Um, all waiting on you, Mitch. So I know. I'll be back. I, I, you really stopped I, our momentum. <laughs> I finished this course on Friday, and then um, I'll be heading back. Um, I'll stop and visit my mom, and then I'll be back uh, in Arkansas, most likely uh, Saturday evening. So I'll be the, I'll be in studio on Sunday for sure. Cool, cool. Um, so check us out on Instagram. Check us out on YouTube. Listen on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and the Podbean app. And check out our Patreon. Again, if you are trying to search for us on Patreon, make sure you type in The Rough and Tumble Podcast. Um, and you can just go to patreon.com slash The Rough and Tumble Podcast. All That's of those. R-O-U-G-H. R-O-U-G-H. I only say that because I've lost track of the amount of people that think we spell it like The Rough Riders. Well, that's. It was really hard for me to find it at first, too. I'll be I, honest. I get it. I'm sorry. I've that, had no problems finding it. I I'm sorry that Patreon people don't know how to spell. And typed in the Words Rough are and Tumble podcast. Yeah. came right up. Right. The, this was also before everything was. Before we blew up, took uh, yeah. off, and yeah, became the celebrities that we are. Right. We have yeah. over 100 Instagram followers, so suck it, Trebek. Yeah, we're at like 130 or something like that. Um I think that's all of our housekeeping. Oh, that we need you guys to can follow me also. Oh, yeah. I don't ever post on my Instagram, but you can still follow me. <laughs> we have personal Instagrams. What's your Instagram name? Uh, it's my full name, Elizabeth Kalegi, E-L-I-Z-A-B-E-T-H-K-H-A-L-E-G-H-I. It's Kaleg High. Uh, so if anyone wants to follow me, you can. I mean, I never I post. You. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I think I sent you from request. Yeah, you uh, well, we don't have free requests on Instagram. That's Facebook. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, this is so sorry about cute. that. Yeah, but if you... Uh, <laughs> you guys can DM me if you want to talk or have questions. Um, totally down for that. Mm -hmm. For the record, nobody has watching. ever DM'd me asking me questions. Dude, that's not true. I know that that's not true. That's you've 100%. Sent me, you've sent me DMs. Those were like screenshots done. of text messages. That still counts. No one's ever slid into your DMs? Nope. I, I don't ever that. have any of our fans say, hey, Mitch, uh, great show. You guys should talk about this. They only do it to Johnny. Huh. Because they know. Johnny found like six soulmates because of this. I did. I found a couple of soulmates. I'm I also, surprised. I think somebody, yeah, I think somebody's messaging me that shouldn't be <laughs> messaging me. Some people message me. I'm like, mm, who is this? You got to do some investigatory work. I had huh. I had a few messages after my after the first podcast I was on. Uh, it was just really cool to talk to people. Yeah. It, it was people I already knew, but it was still cool to talk yeah. to them. <laughs> it's just They're fun. Like, get rid of that Mitch guy. Interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you can you can follow Lizzie Bop on her Instagram. Should I change my name to Lizzie Bop? Lizzie Bop. I think I should. I think you should. Yeah. You can it's follow. easier to find. Probably. Nobody knows how to spell Kalegi. Yeah. That's Even true. though it's like really not hard, but yeah. Well, I would disagree. Ka leg hi. Nope. No clue. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> I give up. What's your Instagram, Mitch? God, it takes us fucking fifteen okay, minutes to me, get through let our me, let me think of damn Instagram. I want to guess it. It's Mitch Hall BJJ, right? No, it's Mitch Hall BJ. 
I like that better. There's only one J. Yep. BJ. Mitch Hall, yep, Mitch Hall, com. Is that your yep. professional Instagram or is it your <clears throat> private? I told you I had a lot of projects going on right now. Okay. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Anyway. M- Mitch Hall, BJ on Instagram and Compton Johnny, C-O-M-P-T-O-N-J-O-N-N-Y. You can now I'm going to have to go look up Mitch Hall, BJ just to see who that is. <laughs> Someone's going to be getting sure a lot of follows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, it's some guy named Mitch giving blowjobs in a hallway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can follow us on Instagram and then I think that's all that we have. We should uh we should start a Facebook fan page, I think. I think that's our next step. Well, I'll let you guys run that. I don't have Facebook. Oh, I don't have no. Facebook either. I'm that's not, not a fan of, I'm I not a fan of Facebook. I hate Facebook so much. Then let's not do sorry. it. It's okay. it's decided. It's been it's been decided. No Facebook. We're sorry. not we're not doing a Facebook fan page. So Facebook sucks. unless everybody wants one, so let us know. In which case, we'll make Johnny do it anyways. If I get <laughs> if I get a hundred and thirty DMs, then we'll make your from, mom do it because she's the Facebook queen. Oh yeah, my mom can. Do can it. you imagine? Oh, I would love for your mom to run the Facebook. Can you so imagine? Cool. We would blow up. That would be my worst nightmare. Yeah, we'd blow What's up. What's your like, mom's first name? Not no. Angela. Is it Angela or are you lying? It's Angela Han Wester. Sorry. Can we call her Angie? Can we call her Angie? I call her Angie. I'm not comfortable with this. I'm gonna delete this out of the <laughs> you podcast. You better not. <laughs> <laughs> She's gonna be so excited that you actually talked about her. I've I've talked about her several times on the podcast. Just oh, I've talked about her. Yeah. I um, I envisioned I envisioned her as a Peggy, but Angie works too. Yeah. Yeah, she's great. <sighs> okay, anyways. <laughs> great episode, guys. <laughs> um, yep. Let's All right. wrap it up. Well, that's a wrap. All I right. never know how to end these things. You, you don't. Know? All right, well. We'll see you guys yeah. next time. Love, love you. Bye-bye. Hope you mean it. Bye.